This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Where would you like? Ask your ask my guests to choose. You can sit in the couch or the swivel chair. No, they're both so great. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna do this. I'll do All this. right, sweet. Yeah. Now here's something. Yeah. You're the first person to take the couch. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Out of like three other people, five other people. A hundred eight. <laughs> no. You no, know, uh, I really was thinking of that. And then oh look at this. I like how. <laughs> Well, you, I mean, you're welcome to sit here. It's no, fine. I, I like it. I like it. Yeah. I like that I can see my uh, uh, yeah. for a reminder. Um, uh, I'm going to yeah. move this. Fine. I can see you. Can you see me? Yeah. Okay, I, great. I think I decided that this was easier. Right. You know what I don't like is the pillow, and I've never really understood. I know it's decorative, but it's not functional, I think. No. Unless Do you want to put it on here? I have a lot of space. Yeah. Um, I I find the pillows to be unnecessary and uh, cumbersome and my uh, oh you haven't been to our house have you, have you been I there? have but not in a while so like, um, I don't know if you I mean assuming it's the same place yeah yeah you have a brownstone right yeah it's not um, uh, I mean we had the whole thing actually removed you know how you can move a house yeah, we had the whole thing swap with the one next door. Yes, exactly. Well, the one next door, I don't know where it went to Austin, Texas, or something like that. And we ours just uh, slid over. Although yeah. it didn't slide, it was a cumbersome thing, it cost millions of dollars, and and not really. The view isn't crazy different, you know. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. I, you can see Mount Washington. <laughs> yes, from that. it's the weirdest thing. <laughs> We're literally ten feet away, and I can see Mount Washington. I can see the arch in St. Louis. <laughs> it's great. The old man on the mountain. Oh, well, he's not there anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, I think his yeah, his like off. nose fell off or something. So it's just rocks. Um, yeah, what do you got coming up? In in general, yeah, I like nothing. Meaning, like I'm doing like a handful of shows. Like I just did some shows. Oh wait, that's not true. Um, my label Glazer has an album coming out, and I'm coming oh, right here on. to do uh his show it's like a dog themed show his album is is a meditation for dogs it's <laughs> okay. a half it's like a half hour meditation for animals it's very funny um is it just him or dogs. doing uh... it's just him but then it's like it turns into a bit of an adventure oh that's but cool. it's him talking calmly remaining hey, wait a minute remain you're calm. when you say your label i started me and julie and Aditi. i don't know if you know her uh, started a small comedy label to put out records. Oh, that's like we put out Derek's record. You maybe oh, posted yes, of about course, it. Of course, of course. So we put course. out Derek's record, Maeve Higgins' record. We're oh, about to put out Glazers and Bob Col 
Bobcats. We put up Bobcats. Oh, that's record. awesome. What's it and, called? Uh, Pretty Good Friends Records. Oh, great. And then Sub Pop does distribution. I was going to ask if uh, Sub Pop was involved. Yes. So yeah, they, that's like, really do distribution, smart. So it's fun. So yeah, so I, in fact, have that uh, coming up, Glazer's show. That's great. Is that, yeah. Was that your idea? Just The label? Yeah. I feel like me and Julie for a long time, you know, especially since we're not here, but like loved doing like the festival and loved doing stuff and putting, like working with friends. Yeah, yeah. So it basically was like, how can we, without, you know, putting on these shows, still do that? And this was kind of a fun way to do it. And we'd always sort of wanted to. That's great. Yeah. And and the it's Glazer doing a live show to promote. Sort of like the... a promote, like an album release. Well, I'm but I have think them... like a dog-themed album release. I don't actually, I'm not producing the show, so I don't like, don't know the details. You stopped than... caring uh, once the record was finished. Once, once it's done. Yeah, you check out. Yeah, I listen to it and I go, like, I give a thumbs up. <laughs> And then you're on your uh, yacht. Yeah, yeah. You get and then it. I leave a message for David Letterman. <laughs> <laughs> what, is the, what is the message? Just John Glazer has an album. Hi, we've never met. Uh, John Glazer has an album. Uh, it's a meditation for dogs. Good night. Okay. Um, yeah. You, so you assume yeah. he's going to get the message in the evening? <laughs> I do. I okay. do. Or, I mean, or that he's going to go to sleep right after he gets the message either way. Right. Maybe you can, I mean, there's something... If you could kind of uh, merge the idea of meditation and good night, yes, is almost like a hypnotic response. Yeah, wouldn't that be a great power if you, if just by you saying good night to somebody, they would just fall asleep? Yeah, how come that's? I think that is a, a thing. superpower. Is that's, it? That's I think like hip hip hip. Isn't that what? Uh, no, but you would have to pre-hypnotize people. I'm saying if your superpower, Marvel, oh, you don't have to Marvel inter- Universe, yeah, 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 right. And a guy just goes good night. Oh, like and Mr. Then, Sleepy, like yeah. his name was Mr. Sleepy. Yeah, yeah. tired yeah. eyes, tired eyes, and uh, and Thanos <laughs> defeated by tired eyes, <laughs> little old Thanos. And Can't you could snap uh, when you're sleepy. <laughs> you could cast. Oh, I don't know, Bob Balaban. Maybe I think oh would be God. good. Tom Wilkinson. Yeah. Uh, Alfred Molina. You know, uh, he's already Doc Ock. All right. No, we can't have Alfred. Uh, but so somebody um, in the Marvel unit. Yeah. A new guy. Uh, uh, oh, who would be a nice. Mark sleepy. Ruffalo. No, he's the Hulk. Oh. Uh, you could only think Chris Evans. Oh, Chris wow. Evans. No. Uh, Brie Larson. No. Um, uh, what about Anthony Michael Hall? What's he doing? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, maybe get him for Mr. Diane Feinstein? Um, Diane Feinstein, yeah. No. Hang on a second. E- Emma, mm-hmm. look up uh, Diana Feinstein dead. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so. Oh, yeah. I want to. Uh, I want to pursue this a little bit more. So you're so it, so that's your power. And you could if you had a public address system you had a mic um yeah, yeah. right you and you could just go good night and then like a couple blocks go to sleep go to sleep i'm so not convinced that that isn't a thing already like i'm like it feels like in some but you would have to pre-hypnotize somebody i'm talking about oh, going no, 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 i don't a... mean in the real world i mean oh. like there's already i bet like i bet it's not called mr sleepy but i bet he is called like the sleep maker oh really i don't know i've never heard of him i think I think you think that it might exist, I'm guessing this, because it's such an obvious idea. Like, why haven't they done it yet? Yes. Right. That's true. That uh, could be. Yeah. Um, we'd have to call Patton and ask. 
Yes, Patton would know. <laughs> you feel um, like that is in 1963. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man did, in fact, fight yeah, Dr. Sleepy. It's an old EC Comics. Uh, anyway. Uh, We're not, has this begun? Has this not begun? How does this work? Uh, would you like to start? Oh, I don't know. I'm just asking. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you want to get started? Because we, we started as soon as we entered the room. Sure. Okay. So we're we're in we're in the middle. We're, we're in already the, this half. Not even the middle because we have a little bit more to do. But we're yeah. we're way into the first quarter. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And the score is ten to seven. <laughs> I, mean, I could tell you who's got <laughs> ten, who's got seven. Um. All right. Is there anything you would like to? I we talked about Glazer's uh, album. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to promote that might be coming up? I mean, I think that's sort of the that's label it. and that okay. Derek's album, you know. Derek Brown. Derek Brown. Very uh, funny, interesting, just, smart yeah. uh, poet comic. Yeah. Is it fair to call him a comic? It's unfair, but we should. No. Uh, I think it's unfair to other comics. And other poets. And other poets. Um, yeah, he's a poet comic. He's a poet yeah. comic. He, he's a funny poet. He's a funny. Uh, Poetic he is, funny. Yeah, yeah. And he is, is a funny storyteller poet. I don't mm -hmm. know how you would, you know. He is a mix of stand-up and poetry. Um, Eugene, will you tell the folks uh, listening or watching uh, how we met, we first met? I think we first met through, actually, Brendan Small. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, I ask everybody because I don't remember. That's why I ask that, you to that tell checks me. Out. So um, we first met because I used to live in Boston. And Brendan, I think, was already in L.A. No, he was in. He must have been in Boston still. And you were coming to play the Comedy Connection. Oh gosh, and, that's going way back. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. So it's, oh, no it must kidding. be two ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand. It must be two thousand because I think I lived here. So he was going to open for you the the newer Connection, right? The, the no, the the Faneuil Hall one. That's what I, the new Connection essentially. I thought is the like, last time. I worked there was when I opened for Gallagher too and stole all his batteries. I am pretty sure the last time you worked there is the time uh, that, that Brendan opened for you. I think it must be 2000. So it must have been, I don't know, is it November 2000? Uh, like, or hmm. 2001, but like February or something. Um, okay. Because you had not yet moved to new york or you were about to or you had like yeah i didn't move so here till 2001 spring of 2001 okay so so then somewhere around that time i think you played boston brendan was like i'm opening for david cross if you want to come so oh, i wow. came back to boston and saw you i think you two shows probably and yeah hung out and then and then that was how we sort of first met and i think oh then, cool then sort of in new york you know, I thought it was, I you. thought I was, uh, uh, assuming it was in New York. I mean, in a sense, that's like where, like, I think like. Where, where we started hanging, hanging out and, yeah, and yeah. doing shows together. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, I'm surprised that they had me back at, well, I guess at that point I was kind of a name. Yeah. But. Yeah, they had you. Be, oh, what did you do? Because you stole Gallagher's. Did you say batteries? I, oh, yeah, a Gallagher too. What does that two. mean? Sorry, bro. Yeah. Uh, he had, it was, um, uh, so Gallagher 2, uh, for those of you who don't know, was, uh, uh, I'll give you a brief history. So Gallagher, the famous uh, comedian Gallagher, um, has a brother who looks like almost exactly like him, uh, who was a roofer in Florida. And Gallagher, very, very savvy businessman, sa businessman said, hey, I can't do these old bits anymore. You know, um, I have all these jokes. 
um, why don't you go out there as Gallagher too, and you can do <clears throat> you can do all my my set, and you take seventy percent of the money, and I'll take thirty percent or whatever the the breakdown. thing was breakdown yeah. was. And so he did it for years, and he would go to clubs and uh, and it would and he looks like Gallagher, and he did not. I think they had a big falling out because he didn't try to. Um, he he wasn't that clear that it was Gallagher two. It'd be like a Roman numeral two, but it was so close to get. Like he was, he tried to pretend he, he, he was, was trying to trick Gallag people. Yeah. yeah, so people were going, "Holy shit! It's only forty five dollars to go see Gallagher at the uh, comedy Boston Comedy Club, a you know relatively small club." Yeah, yeah. and um, and then he just he sounds like him. He looks like him. He dressed like him, and. Uh, but I think they had a falling out because he was kind of trying to subvert that. But uh, anyway, he did a week, and for some reason, there must—I mean, literally every other comedian was not available, so they had me open up. And uh, and as you might imagine, my material does is does not go well with Gallagher 2's audience. No, and he was really uh, not pleasant. I I wouldn't say he was mean, but he was just sort of grouchy and grumpy and uh and the act is just Gallagher's funny, act ridiculous is it done as well as poorly I don't know he if just that's sort the of right. trots it out there and he's like you know he has his things and so uh, he has all these things that are operated so we'll have like a I remember he had a uh uh seagull on a long like a a, a, a good like six foot pole right yep and he had a trigger at the base of it. And, uh, and, um, and he was like, I can't remember what this dumb joke was like. Hey, man, these, these, these birds will eat your French fries. They want more, you know, and they just shit on you, whatever. And he had the bird and, and everybody is, um, oh, here's the other thing. <laughs> so you have to, you have to picture this. Um, they lined the club with plastic sheeting and part of the advertisement was, bring uh bring your raincoat yeah so because he's gonna smash the watermelons and uh yep and so they had they also had plastic sheeting like big you know reams of like industrial <laughs> construction site plastic sheeting for like the first three rows on on you know in the middle and the sides and uh even the walls but i think the walls was just more there for like oh boy <laughs> you know right. someone's gonna get sticky and uh and then so he had these different things. I think he had a Bart doll at some point, Bart Simpson. Yep. And he had a he had the so the seagull had a can of shaving cream, and somehow when he pulled the trigger, this is a, a fairly long pull because it had to reach out to people, and he would just sort of move it like this, and it would shit on you know quote unquote oh, shit on I people. See. Yep, yep. And yep. then and people were delighted. Yeah, oh, yeah. this is the most clever, funniest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's just uh, uh, comedy is finally enlightening. Become what it could be. Yes, yes. Finally, thank you, Gallagher too. Thank you, Gallagher's twin. And and then uh, he and I remember the seagull, but there were and I remember the Bart Simpson doll, but there were multiple things that he would have like hover over the audience 
and eat shit on them or vomit on them or whatever the yeah, thing yeah, was. Yeah. And it would be shaving cream or oatmeal or who knows. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, uh, so I jerked off into the seagull. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> I should. Now I'm thinking about it. That's what I should have done. But uh, he had this, um, uh, like a musician's, uh, what would you, you know, like not luggage, but like a oh, whole like a case, a case with yeah. that opened up into like three sides, big, like you know, like literally. How some people would carry rifles, but he carried props. <laughs> yeah, he well or guitars, he, he, uh, comedy guns, comedy you know, guns. laugh, yes. laugh. Laugh AK forty sevens and yeah. um uh and and it would like try you know had try and it had all this stuff in it various things and like duplicates of the seagull and all these things and he had uh a whole big plastic bin of like thirty batteries that you know like big C or D's that would I guess go in all these poles or whatever and every uh show got progressively worse for me which has happened before and they would kind of cut my time down to you know basically nothing and he was getting he was irritated at me he didn't like me he didn't like um and i understand that they got a bad they got the wrong guy to open you know yeah and and but he should have gotten gallagher one (laughs) yes and then uh or Gallagher three. Yeah. Let's, let's go find a Gallagher but he three. Just like small stuff, so it doesn't take away from the punch. <laughs> well, he just makes food. He makes fruit salad, and salad. it's not that exciting. So yeah. he'll he'll slice the watermelon, dice it up, yeah, make yeah. a lovely a lovely little melange yeah. with some berries in it, make a smoothie. Gallagher four makes a smoothie. <laughs> yes, and five makes overnight oats, <laughs> and it is something to see. Oh, the Gallagher family. Um. Yeah, they went in reverse order. The first guy, why are you, you're destroying all the food. Yeah, but it's funny. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll be Gallagher 2 and I won't destroy the food as my, I'll do smaller food. I'll yeah. Gallagher 3, I'm actually going to cook cook with yeah. this. And uh, and then Gallagher 6 just makes compost. Uh, and and so he was, he as I said, he was uh, like kind of grouchy, grumpy uh, from the outset. And just just sort of short and, and clearly doesn't want to be there, doesn't enjoy it at all, doesn't enjoy doing stand-up, doesn't enjoy it's all this kind of perfunctory, uh, I gotta go do he was he was just sour, you know. And as the week progressed, uh, you know, his distaste for me became clear. And as I said, I I understand it. I'm the I was not I should not have opened up. But I hate I hated everything he represented and I hated everything. I hated watching that audience. Uh and, and where was this? Is this Boston? Com- the comedy, comedy connection. connection. Right, yeah. right, right. That's why I thought it was the yeah, I thought yeah, that the was the connection. last time I was right, there. Right, right. I was course. surprised that I was asked back. Yeah, yeah. But um and then I stole all of his I got a bag and just took all of his batteries. And because we had, you know, between two shows. shows? Yeah. I took everything. And uh so what was it? What happened? Is he on stage going? I need D batteries. <laughs> I don't know. I left. I mean, I left and didn't come back. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I think I know what happened. They might not have known you stole all the batteries, but also they invited you back as a headliner. So it's probably years later. Years later. Yeah. yeah this yeah. would have been. This was when like I was still living there. Yeah. Something. Eighty nine. Ninety nine. Right. Like so that. yeah, and what I'm describing is not. It's a decade later. Yeah. So yeah, by that point, they, I'm sure, didn't recall. Yeah. It was all a new new group of people. Surprise! There wasn't a protest, <laughs> you know. Yeah, by all the people that had been wronged from that show. Yeah, from that show. Oh. Um. 
Eugene Merman, what is the saddest thing you've ever heard? Take your time. Oh, God. I don't know. Think about it. We can come back to it. I mean, it's funny. It's like you think of things and then, um, like, I don't know. Do I know a sadder thing? Like, mm -hmm. um, one thing that comes to mind, and I don't know if it's the saddest exactly, um, but being told a story um, about my dad, um, you know, he had sort of fled during like the Holocaust and um, uh, a cousin of his recently telling us that like they survived off of boiled poison ivy. Wow. So like that they ate like potato peels and then boiled poison ivy and it was in Russian. And then my brother translated and it was like, cause I don't know the words for poison yeah. ivy. And I was, he was like, yeah, it's boiled poison ivy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it was like, so I don't know, like if I heard a sadder thing, like I, maybe, I, but that's like, yeah. Yeah. I, pretty. um, did, uh, I, I'm, I'm remiss in not remembering the exact, uh, the name of the, a Holocaust memory uh Emma yeah. Google uh uh celebrities who read letters from Holocaust victims and uh and find my rating. Um <laughs> I did uh it was very serious this thing I yeah, did. Yeah. and uh, um and I read a couple stories and uh, in their voices and it was you have to keep reminding yourself, oh, this is real. This isn't made up. This is yeah, yeah. like, have you ever read The Painted Bird? Zinsky? No. no. It's, it's rough, man. It's about a boy who, uh, um, you know, witnesses uh, a lot of trauma in World War II and, and becomes mute. And uh, um, it's just, you know, devastating. But uh, yeah, these stories, like you can't, believe it it uh yeah yes it's like and it, it's funny because it's like obviously there's like i don't know there's something about like the specificity of a certain thing that isn't like necessarily like the worst thing you could hear about just sort of like this it's like well, so sad I, in the in the seizure of leningrad they uh uh people were surviving on books they were eating books eating paper and boiling and eating the glue or drinking the yeah. binding yeah the my glue. grandfather was I think in charge of the like structural, uh, he was, a, he was in the army in charge of like the structure of Leningrad, of the protection of Leningrad, like the yeah. blockade. Yeah. God. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, and we, we bitch about the most trivial shit. It's amazing. I mean, look, I don't like getting a shitty salad. <laughs> I mean, this is, wait, you gotta take everyone's the, life is what, what it's it relative. is. Yeah. It's yeah, relative. Yeah. One man's, Surviving by drinking and eating boiled poison ivy is another man's uh, cob salad with. Uh, yeah, this is this is egg. This is poached, not this free range poached. turkey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do you mean this isn't free range? Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's a pretty sad, sad. That's extremely sad. What, what about you? Has anyone asked you? No. What's um, one of the saddest? Things? Well, this is the you know that's not how this works here. Oh, okay, uh, sorry. Sorry um, to. I think I think the saddest thing, that, and there, I I will say there are sadder things like yes. your 
that's sadder than what uh, the thing that caused me caused me the most sadness uh was uh i was nine years old and uh we were in syracuse new york and uh and my we were at one of the lowest points uh mm-hmm. the family uh economically and uh um and i was uh i was so syracuse during the winter and there's this massive snowstorm and i was selling greeting cards like i had you know on the back of comic books you could sell remember sell grit it was like a newspaper yeah i don't know that might have been before your time but um you could order these things and then if you sold enough whatever it was uh this happened to be greeting cards uh you would get like a watch if you uh or these t-shirts whatever you you could so you were selling them for money that you would mail away no you would get like the watch it would it if up to like the back of like you know uh comic book when you sold it what happened did someone give you money yeah you would get like a check or and then you would give it to the company um i can't remember exactly how it worked there was a little bit of paperwork that my mom helped me with but you'd fill some stuff out or you were whatever it was and i was in the neighborhood that i was living in and I was going door to door and it's snowing. We were in the snow, but it's night and it's freezing. And, and, uh, a couple people took pity on me, you know, and I, and I sensed that, but that was fine. I was able to, and I, and I, uh, uh, you know, probably sold like two things agree. I was probably out there for like an hour, just going door to door and, uh, and, and came back home and, uh, and my mom said, uh, so, so in the living room was, uh, my dad, my mom, and one of my sisters, my other sister was somewhere else. And, um, and my mom said, we lost a member of the family today and my sister wasn't there. And I was like, what, uh, where's what, what happened? And then, uh. I knew my dog had been sick and I'd grown up with my dog. This is, uh, his name was Charlie Brown. And he, when he, I think he was three months old when I was born or I was three months when we got him, something like that. But I, he was there the whole time and, uh, they had to put him down. Uh, and, and I think, so I, I realized it wasn't my sister, my little sister. Uh, but then I realized it was my dog who uh, I had a much closer relationship with. Um, and uh, uh, and I think it was the whole, the, 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 you know, starting to understand, like our situation was never good. But when you're a kid and you're able to amuse yourself and laugh and, and find, yeah. you could play with a rusty can, whatever. Yeah, and you yeah. can, but as you get older... And you're co- I constantly moved. I was never in one place for more than a year. New school, new town, whatever. And and I think just the I was starting to understand like this is my lot in life. And and you know, I just went door to door in a snowstorm, and you know, for an hour, mm-hmm. and I'm freezing, and we have no money, and we were like we were like government cheese and getting you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we literally got a check from the Salvation Army one Christmas for to get toys. <laughs> like we were that bad off, and uh, wow. and uh, 
powdered milk, that kind of thing. And, uh, and, and then just to lose, lose my dog to come into that. And it, it was just, uh, that was too much, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was, yeah. uh, and I just, I, I, you know, I was crying about that, but I was crying about a lot of things, you know, but I think that, uh, we lost a member of the family today is, uh, not the way to phrase it. First of all, not the, <laughs> Well, I don't think she realized Julie was out of the room, but, uh, uh, at least say how many legs it has. (laughs) (laughs) So I would say that was, uh, it's funny. That reminds me of, I had a dog. We got, we had a dog, um, and my parents were away, you know, they went on a trip somewhere and were they spying? They were, but for Canada? No, uh, they were on a, a trip and then, uh, you know, somebody rang the bell and, and my dog, uh, Katie, I had two dogs named Katie. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, and, uh, was hit by a car. And so my neighbors drove oh. me in oh. the back seat with a dog that had been hit by a car. Oh my God. To the vet. It took about 45 minutes. Oh and, my God. Uh, how, the, how old were you? I mean, I was in. I think I was in sixth grade. Third, oh. I was either in third grade or sixth grade. Oh God! Um, oh, that's and, awful. Yeah, and so we're driving, and we get there, and then we bring him to the vet. Oh, and you know, it's kind of a long drive because it's you know, I know it wasn't like it was not like a twenty-four hour like nearby vet. And then also, I, they were taking their time. It's it's oh, lovely yeah, it was, up they there. They took a scenic it's, route. It was yeah, through like the beautiful. suburbs. Beautiful stuff. It's Lincoln. beautiful. Ooh, what's yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. Did you stop and get a like a smoothie? Yeah. Yes, it was, it was from the first yeah frat place in all of mm-hmm. New England. We stopped. Uh, we went to Caldor. I brought a drum machine. <laughs> uh, and uh, can you uh, listen to this? Yeah, Wake up! Wake up! You'll be okay. And then, um, we, uh, then, you know, we left the dog and then I got home and I called them and they were like, we couldn't save the dog. That's awful. But then the, at least the nice thing is the next day when I went to school, there was a little girl who was like, your dog committed suicide because it didn't love you. Wow. That's kind of brilliant. Yeah. 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 It's like, I mean, it's That's awful in a very specific, certain evil way. Yes. And what's she doing now? I don't know. She went to Harvard, though. Hmm. Probably so it's prosecutor. <laughs> yeah, probably maybe prosecutor. she probably works at a kill shelter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. doing nonprofit stuff. Um, boy, that really. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to ask that question again. Why not? Uh, it's it doesn't promote anything. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, that, I, I guess I should do the ad here. Where, where, this one? This me? All right. Um, hey folks, this is David Cross at Senses Working Overtime. Say, have you uh, been struggling with your sleep lately? Have you suffered trauma? Has your dog died and you didn't get the drum machine you wanted? Well, that's why there's Laffy Taffy. Laffy Taffy. <laughs> yeah. It's not real. It's not a real thing. Laffy, I mean, Laffy Taffy is real. I'm sure. It's not I understand that you are not sponsored by something that's meant to take you out of a real funk. Yeah. Like Laffy Taffy. Laffy Taffy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Have you lost a, m- a member of your family? Well, Laffy Taffy is the quickest 
smile producer. Yeah. <laughs> Except for banana. For some yeah. reason, banana. it's delicious, but banana doesn't promote the smiles that the other flavors of Laffy Taffy does. So for this particular thing, Laffy Taffy, but not banana. Sold. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past. And the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hello, Fresh. Whether you're trying, whether you're trying to save money, eat better, or stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. Say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and shit crafted recipes at a price you'll like, delivered right to your door. No more staring blankly in the fridge wondering what to make for dinner. Give HelloFresh a try and dig into their biggest menu yet with over 45 recipes to choose from each week. Each HelloFresh box is packed with farm-fresh ingredients and everything arrives pre-portioned right to your doorstep for less hassle and less wasted food. <laughs> Ditch the meal planning blues and the grocery store run with quick, convenient recipes delivered right to you. Just choose your meals and select your delivery date. HelloFresh handles the meal planning and shopping. All you have to do is open your weekly box of fresh pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step -step recipes to get cooking. Go to HelloFresh.com slash censusfree and use code censusfree for free breakfast for life one breakfast item per box while subscription is active that's free breakfast for life at hellofresh.com slash census free with code census free america's number one meal kit eugene merman <laughs> what is the fanciest thing you've ever tasted oh the fanciest thing i've ever tasted A golden retriever. No. Uh, <laughs> the delicate hair. Uh, no. Uh, God, the fanciest thing. Again, it's like you. You know, my my guess is it is a tiny, uh, like black caviar sandwich. Maybe that it was delicious. 
I, I would think Sam uh, like I love like, like a s- Pullman's bread. What kind of sandwich? Like that- sandwich meaning like I don't know. Like they made the little tiny delicious bread. I I, I don't know. Oh, like a blini? No, like no, no bread. Like a it seems like, like imagine like- a hamburger shrunk, yeah. and then the bread is amazing because it's made by someone who's great at bread. Right. And then inside is probably like a little butter and uh. That sounds pretty you know, fancy. Yeah, that's pretty fancy. And then I will say, there's like a, there's a, there's a restaurant in um, uh, Lynn that's mm-hmm. like uh, Massachusetts. This, Lynn, Massachusetts. Yes, that has a tasting menu that's that's amazing. Um, oh, wow. It's called Nightshade Noodle Bar, and they have had things that are like maybe like a lobster and a custardy thing or something that's like very delicious. I can tell you're. Uh... Um, by your answers that you're not very sophisticated and you're probably yeah. like just working class. I mostly eat it out of a shoe. Like I'll take <laughs> anything nice and I'll put it in a shoe. So that if someone calls me bourgeois, <laughs> yeah. like would, would an actual bourgeois person eat out of their own shoe? <laughs> no. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Now you, you and I uh, both have, Kids, one kid, roughly the same age. I think yeah. uh, uh, your son is a little older. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. But like, yeah, like like half a year or something. Yeah. Half a year. Um. Oh, then happy birthday to him. Uh, <laughs> and as of as of uh, when this airs, um, oh. <laughs> I try to air uh, uh, yeah, yeah, release each show on a child's birthday. Great. Um, yeah. And I try to mention holidays and in interviews so that it's clear that it's uh, uh being released at the wrong time right so um happy valentine's day david oh thank you <laughs> uh i was it came so quick after veterans day you know <laughs> um i mean it's i don't remember it being that close after it's like veterans day and then the next day is valentine's day um but i mean everybody we- celebrates different you oh you're on a jewish calendar that's right. Yes, this, that's why I was three minutes late. <laughs> right, right, right. Now, and and how do how do Jews feel about Valentine's Day? I think in America they love it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I think uh, you know they love romance. I when mean, do they celebrate the original romantics? Is I think what what they're called. I'm not sure about that, but I don't um, know. that is a gruff gruff romantic. Yeah, um, there I, are I, roses. I took them from the ground. I, I I love the uh, gruff romantic movement and music back in the, I guess, kind of late seventies, early eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's kind of a British thing, but not all of Britain. Just a uh, Isle of Wight, um, where that <laughs> the festival, yeah, started and remained, never crossed the channel. But um, uh, kids, yeah, kids. What, we have uh, the kids of the same age. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and we had a, a, a kind of, a really rough weekend. Uh, it all turned out okay, but, uh, she was, ho- my daughter was hosting her first, uh, sleepover, mm-hmm. um, with, uh, you know, she's got, you know, three best friends and this is her best, best friend. And, um, and her best friend did not, uh, you know, was all for it, was excited about it. Yep. Uh, but when it came time to, go, uh, to go to sleep, she really, you know, was uh, upset and uh, 
a lot of big feelings about missing mommy and daddy and her brother and she didn't like it and she couldn't go to sleep and she wanted to um you know she wanted to go home and uh and my daughter took that personally yeah and it was uh difficult mm-hmm. uh to say the least and um lots of hysterical crying and 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 what started with like um oh i'm so sorry i forgot to turn my uh that was my phone. I forgot to uh, turn that on silent. I apologize. Um, um, and what started with uh, kind of sort of emotional blackmail, like if you leave, if you don't sleep over tonight, I'm never going to be your friend again. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, her parents can pick her up. This is pretty late, too, at this point. Um, and uh, And then she just started crying hysterically and like the the kind of sobbing the yeah, heaving yeah. kind of like <laughs> you know really really upset and then it, that turned into i failed i failed it was all on her and um um they came over the next morning yesterday morning for we had bagels and locks and stuff and we had a nice breakfast and everything was fine um but I'm wondering if you've experienced that. And we're trying to tell her anecdotal things about. So what I've experienced, so I've never. So the way it's happened for us is people visit and then the parents are at the house and then the kids decide they would like to try to have a sleepover. And then inevitably what happens is both kids go to sleep and within a few minutes, whoever is visiting was like, I, I want to stay with the parents. And like it ends in like five, 10 minutes. Like every time they're like, we want to have a right. sleepover. So it's, um, so we haven't had a thing where like a kid, like someone has like, like a kid has stayed over, um, without the parents also visiting. Does right. that make but, sense? But with the idea that the parents are going to leave after you go to sleep? No, they're oh. like, it's like people coming in from out of town. So like most oh. of that is like people staying from well, out of town. that doesn't count. Right, and then, but like, but what I'm saying is I think that little kids like that don't, I think they like the idea of a sleepover, and then I think they instantly don't want to do it. Yeah. So. um, Well, apparently, this happened with this girl, uh, her name's Coco, she, a friend of hers had a sleepover at her place, and she left. (laughs) Yeah, I think kids that age don't want to be away from their parents unless there is like a reason and the like that isn't for fun you know what i mean right. like i i uh they love that concept and the they idea of the concept but then they will talk about it i mean with i mean i will look at two children and go you will both want to not do this mm-hmm. it, like give it a try but f- but if right. you either of you don't want to feel free to stop yeah. like and then warning essentially each child that the other may change their mind right the times that i've had it happen both children well not really i guess like ollie is happy to stay in his own room. Like, he's mm-hmm. not like, get out. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, and I can't remember if we've, if it's happened at other people's houses where he also, but I think mostly it's that, like, kids end up wanting to be with their parents at that age, and I haven't seen a kid yet. Right. You know, unless they're older, like maybe older kids. I guess. I don't know when the first day, because Amber asked me when, you know, we were trying to come up with anecdotes. She had one about her her best friend, leaving who lived right across the street and mm-hmm. uh and she was crying and angry and all that yeah. stuff they were trying to and tried to find look up some like you know cartoon type things that that dealt with that kind of stuff um 
And where's Ollie right now? Is he with a babysitter or is he just out on the street waiting? Um, he's, uh, he's, he's, with Teresa. he's at school probably. He's at school. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, he um, didn't come down. Oh no, he didn't come down. He's not, he's not here. He's, oh. uh, he's in, he's back in oh, Massachusetts. Just, yeah. Yep. In yep. and then back up. And then, yep. Exactly. And it, it's, it's the same sound for traveling down and traveling up, right? That is. And it's just to be clear, the sound is how I travel. I don't, oh. I didn't. People are like, did you take the train? Did you fly? No, I took the sound you just made. You took a... Yep. And that's... And then... And yep. to get back, you're going to take a... Exactly. That is... <laughs> that's exactly right. That is okay. exactly right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Do you... Yeah. I was going to mention... Yep. Uh, the show, the stand-up show... Well, it was sort of stand-up, but stand-up within the... Yeah. The, we did Barefoot. a benefit... We, what? Barefoot? barefoot yeah we did a we did a benefit uh and that was the we were supposed to do it well that was our joke do it barefoot we had all the uh everybody was on the bill it was oh, completely eclectic i'm trying to remember who the benefit was for i think it was for you too for you we were gonna raise money for you too. yeah 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 um uh oh because they were just starting that huge tour what was the monster mass yeah. massive tour uh and we we're gonna try to raise money for yeah, it. yeah um and we did. we did we did you know uh i think we raised over like i mean forty eight hundred dollars yeah, yeah. we were able to send yep. a, to the um, right to adam clayton right to adam clayton and uh yeah and i it, remember them eating eating the check on live television yeah um that yeah i thought that was weird but uh uh, but it wasn't the real check, you know that, right? Oh, I thought it was the real check. No, they just made made a like a. Cop I was wondering why it was so big. Yeah, I was wondering <laughs> why it was so big. It was. Um, huh. No, but seriously, it was. We had uh, the we had the uh, bar mitzvah DJ. Yep. Um, and I'm trying to think of who else was on that bill. Because uh, and and you went up as like a fake character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I was. Uh, yeah, I was stand up werewolf. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then who else was on there? And I would, I went up as Doctor Smarty Pants. Yep. And then, uh, uh, yep. And I the... remember Tony Danza was the back of a dragon. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But I can't but that remember was who it. the we front was. The... was. We didn't have front? the front. No, no there was, was no that's front. That's right. He was dragon. That was the butt. whole thing. He was, he was the butt. back of the dragon. And it was and, like a uh, singing, a song and dance kind of thing. And he yeah. came down. But what was? And he wouldn't say. We begged him. We begged him, and like this is for charity. He would not say. The thing, who's the boss? We were trying yeah. to get him to say, "Who's the boss? I'm yeah, the yeah. boss." And yeah, then, yeah. and then he we had, kept saying, "I'm in charge," and we're like, "That's not the yeah, that's, that's not the Charles." Thing. And uh, he was just fucking with us because what we wanted was, "Who's the boss? I'm the boss." And then I had hired the Bruce Springsteen lookalike to go, "No, I'm the boss," and yeah. then play Weird Al's version of "Born in the USA." Yeah, which he hadn't written yet. No, no, but uh, it exists. Yes, I mean, find yes, it. yes. Yeah, that that show was fucking. That was nuts. A very, very nut. Yeah, but hey, we raised money. We it was a worthy, funny, worthy cause. What was the cause? It was for you uh, too. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the one who you literally just said that. No, I know, I know, I know. Just double checking. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Eugene, what's the funniest thing? Yeah you've ever heard oh what's the funniest thing did, uh, let me ask you this did you uh prepare for this at all 
Um, you know, y- y- yes and no, in, in the sense that um, you had a list of questions like, what's the best smell or what's the this or that? But I don't actually know what you're going to ask. So I have like, right. like, what, like there was an example of like, what's the, I don't know, maybe scariest dream? What's the... Oh, what's the scariest dream? Like that was the thing you had? Um... Oh, I don't know. I think it was like, I, uh, like, uh, I mean, I remember after watching Get Out, like having dreams of people like running right at me. Yeah. It was, it was, it was spooky. I don't watch a lot of horror movies. Not that it's necessarily horror, but, um, you know, and then things that are just like, yeah, I don't know, scariest, but also like happiest or I don't know. Like, so, so I think I prepared in the sense that like there was examples of like, what's the happiest dream? Or what's the scariest? Well, we we can all take a guess what the happiest dream is. Um, I mean, not the specifics, but you know, it's you end up yes. ejaculating, and then you're like, "Wait, wait, I'm the president." <laughs> and, oh, mine are different. <laughs> it is it is ejaculating into public, and then you're like, hmm. "Okay, put in public office." Uh, um. All right, well, what's the funniest thing you've ever heard? What's the funniest thing I've ever heard? You know, it's funny, I can't... I feel like it's something to... Like, it's like John Benjamin doing something mm-hmm. and but I... I don't know if I can... What is the funniest thing? God, I don't... I, like, feel like I have an answer that I can't... All right, we'll take, the, if take it, a break if it and I'll up, maybe yeah. come back to it. Um... Was there ever a, you might not know this, but was there ever a, um... I, I remembered. Oh, what is it? S- slightly. It is, I believe, John Benjamin spending hours pretending to be Chris Noth's agent at, like, a party. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe even running into him years later. Oh, my God, yes, I... Thought, so, like, I feel like that might be, like, that story yeah, of him spending one. hours telling him he's going to take him to the next level. Yeah. <laughs> and like a party that they're like they're like their agent like they was at where their agent yes their agency through uh, anyway do so you know is... the do you know the uh not necessarily a story but do you know his this whole thing about how this is twenty five years ago probably he had convinced uh Lee Kernis the manager uh who was I believe Sam Cedar's manager. Uh, for years, decades, he had him convinced that he was dating Amy Irving. Wait, who's Amy the, Irving? The actress from uh, many things, but Crossing Delancey. <laughs> and it was based on like a kind of a little mistake and John just ran with it. And then had this, had him going for decades that oh, wow. he was dating, dating Amy Amy Irving. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like. There was another thing that he pretended. Anyway, yeah, so I think it's the things he that he pretends for a long time. Um, one time uh, I was at a doctor's office in Beverly Hills, and there was, in the waiting room, uh, there were probably three people, I think, myself, and then this woman who was uh, next to me on a couch, and then another woman reading magazine. And this uh, woman who was younger, um, I'm going to guess like, you know, late 20s, early 30s, is on the phone with her friend. Mm -hmm. And it's this quiet in the waiting room, room, except for her going, 
Oh my god, well that's not even what I'm I oh uh fuck that. No, I'm not gonna do that. And oh my god, I went and just that kind of thing with the and a lot of the upspeak and glottal fry and stuff. And she was really annoying and really inconsiderate, I thought. And I somehow I got I saw her phone number on her phone. Somehow or she gave her phone number to somebody. I texted John Benjamin, who was, who was in New York. The, I was in LA at the time, and I texted him. I was like, hey, would you call this woman? Uh, she's, I'm at a doctor's office, and she's sitting next to me, and she's on the phone, and she's speaking very loudly, and she's annoying. And just please tell her to stop. And texted to him. And then she, while I'm sitting there, you know, a minute later, uh, I'm, hang on a second, I'm getting another call. Hello? Excuse me? Uh, I'm sorry, who is this? And it was just that for a while. And and I'm like, you know, I can't laugh or anything. And and also, it's just like, she's saying, how the fuck do you know? And uh, and at some point, he revealed that he was in New York. And like he can, I, I can't remember the end oh of it. I'll God. ask him when he does the show. But it was really, so funny. really kind of perfect. <laughs> um. God, that guy is fucking funny. It's a, it's, I, I've, I mean, I've got some, you know, numerous stories of, uh, that I'm, I'm, I'm a guy that I have thought about this often. Like, it's, it's, I've been very lucky that I haven't gotten the shit beat out of me. Uh, you know, there are a hundred examples, if, if not hundreds. But John Benjamin, you can, triple that amount uh like how has this guy not gotten the shit kicked out of him you know i think because he's so believable that you think you would be attacking your own agent <laughs> well or or whatever the situation is you know one, one time this is not this doesn't have anything to do with you know obnoxious behavior but uh we were at a bar it was I can't remember who it was. It was me, him, and somebody else. And we just, we walked in the bar. It was like the the magician or something, you know. Mm -hmm. And he's he asks us, uh, you know, what we want. And we, you know, say something. He goes, uh, yeah. And the bartender came over. He's like, yeah, can I get a, um, can I get uh, two Guinness and uh, and a Pilsner for the little guy? And he called himself the little guy. And, and it was the funniest fucking thing. And a a pilsner for the little guy. (laughs) God bless him. Yeah. Um, was there ever a consideration to call it Bob's Hamburgers? It was out of my hands, but I pushed hard (laughs) for Bob's Hamburgers or Bob's Burgers. Um, I guess I guess in my in my story, hamburgers. Uh. No, I don't know. I don't think there was. I, I think, uh, I don't know what the, I know that originally it was about, uh, it was going to be about a family of cannibals. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, it was originally going to be about a family of can, can it's, this is true. That's a family cool. of cannibals that ran a burger restaurant. And then, uh, and this is where sometimes like, uh, you know, people from a network of production company have like good suggestions where they were like, sure. Hey, uh, do you want to write about cannibals every week? <laughs> and then I think Lauren was like, "No, not not really. No, I think he just thought because he came from sort of an Adult Swim world that it had right. to be uh, 
so like that's why like the first episode has some stuff about like i think it's the first the pilot might be about how like there's jokes about it being human meat but it isn't uh because they were like let's not make a whole show about cannibals like a workplace comedy where people live there that's good enough that would wildly alter the (laughs) it's a beloved show yeah and i don't think it would be as beloved i think everyone agrees (laughs) which is why it is not about a family of cannibals that are lovable yeah yeah that's tough to do so i mean it's a challenge yeah if anybody could do it lauren could do it Yes, I do. I think, I do I think, think he, could, he he could, but he I could think pull it's easier with uh, not focusing on cannibalism. Every yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, I want to tell everybody uh, that it's so rare that you get to say something like this. What I'm about to say, but um, you and Teresa's wedding was might be the best wedding I've ever been to. Thank you. It was. Uh, we stayed an extra day. Yeah, I yeah, tell you that yeah. we. It was, uh, every bit about it was awesome. And, uh, um, and I, I know I told you that there, but even, you know, with the, with time, mm-hmm. uh, it's just, it's a, it's a, it was just great. Everything about it, you know? Yeah. Thank you. It was, yeah, it was sort of, yeah, it was this neat, like crazy I don't know. Every, every choice you made was was great, I would say. And yeah. uh and I think everybody else felt that as well. Um uh and my daughter on her own uh s- went and saw a bunch of horseshoe crabs that had been um beached. Mm-hmm. And she went and she got a stick and she turned them over and sent them back into the water. Oh wow. They were like they were alive still. Yeah. I think <laughs> i'm not sure maybe uh, not maybe not I, I watched this from afar she was by herself yeah, yeah. she i saw her see them and then go to, try them. to help them yeah and try to help them which i really i wouldn't change her story to her but there's a chance they're all dead yeah it could have been uh but i hadn't but really yeah. thought about that yeah yeah well, that's great well i did find a um a dead carcass uh a uh, uh, horseshoe crab um it, and when we were out there and uh uh i mean really dead not like yeah, yeah, yeah. newly dead yeah. uh and and i uh i put it on top of the cake i told you that i put it on top of the wedding cake <laughs> did no. i tell you that oh no yeah uh it um, looked real is it is it a horseshoe crab or cake yeah there you go <laughs> meme that <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh thanks yeah it was you know like all the different parts were yeah, we're very lovely. Yeah, and uh, beautiful setting. Um, uh, it just uh, again, every choice you made, like it was. Uh, um, I, I don't mean this to sound, uh, you know, uh, flip or, or you know, but it was it was like short and sweet too. It was yeah, like yeah. the perfect amount of time, and uh, and then Tom Kenny was that was probably one of the greatest nights of his life i'm gonna guess um and he was the band for he was the, listening. Yeah. it's true like why because yeah. he got everyone everyone had him do spongebob <laughs> he, yeah um yeah he, he he fronted the band uh uh and he was going nuts yeah and uh yeah and then the night of country music 
Yep, yeah, really that was fun. great. And my my daughter dancing up a storm with uh, her mom and uh, oh. all the kids. And um, yeah, it was great. You guys should be please, please satisfied. Yeah, happy. we were. Yeah. <sighs> Eugene Merman, David Cross. Is there anything uh, you want to say that hasn't been said? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I guess we have. Well, yeah. Who know? I don't know when this this comes out. Who knows when? I'd be like, check out my TV show. There's in 2027. I I think it'll be before 2027. But like in like, but you think in like several months? Yeah, or, I think oh, it'll okay. be like. Uh, um, is like what, what do you what do y'all think? I think I think a couple months. Yeah. So should I just months. say that I have like, will the record label stuff be on here? Or should we talk about that, or should I mention it? Yeah, of course. A- any anybody coming up that you're gonna sign or re- do a. Um, project with I think that there's like various people that we're like sort of talking to but this is like Glazer's what w- maybe is out mm-hmm. um, I do, yeah can um, I uh, recommend yeah. a few people yes throw some names out there definitely uh, uh, Russell Brand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld mm-hmm. Steinfeld yeah he's Stein's, uh same, same. What I'm thinking of, or a different guy with the. Uh, he's like you know, brick yeah, yeah. background. Like, what's the deal with? Yep. Yeah. I would do uh, if it, if he had like an album, but it's all sock jokes, like meditations on socks. Oh no, I wouldn't do that. Um, what about uh, uh, the Capital Steps? I. Now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. Those other ones were silly suggestions. I was like, yeah, this but is the like, capital I steps. don't know who from that is alive. Mm-hmm. But but you don't think there's like a third generation of capital steps that just tour keeps around? Doing? Yeah. Oh, like, like Gallagher tuba capital st- steps. Yeah, just like whatever they. Uh, I mean, those things are so easy. You just insert different. You know, whoever the senator is do... at the time. Just like an album that fucking sticks it to LBJ. <laughs> like we're gonna get it'll be Von, like a radio Von, play. Von Meter is that the yeah, guy's yeah. name? Yeah, I think there's <laughs> just like so many of those old records where it's like. But it was also like at a time when there were three channels, and then the only record entertainment was like, yeah, weird like political and, community theater. Or like, uh, it's you don't have like uh, the idea that a guy na- like Rich Little was massive. And yeah. he just did impressions, and the jokes were meh. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, like you don't hear impressionists as like when you go to comedy clubs. There's not uh, you don't see too no. many. I mean, I remember seeing when headliners. I first started out, like impressionists yeah. in Boston. But it was oh, also man. like impressionists who would like they wouldn't like sometimes people who do impressions work impressions into like a cohesive story but sometimes they're just like what if bill clinton brought you a pizza this is what it'd be like and you're like what the fuck is happening (laughs) well louis louis had the best uh it was like back in the 80s but louis had the best (laughs) impression of uh like when a guy goes up there who's does impressions but has no material like there was a guy at catch who would do the open mics and uh he'd do uh it was the wizard of oz Mm -hmm. And it was, Dorothy was, I, 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 I don't know yeah, if I yeah. got this exactly. Dorothy was uh, Edith Bunker mm-hmm. and 
the lion was who knows Jack Nicholson and whatever. And yeah, it would yeah, yeah. and it would just sort of do like uh, sixty seconds of them talking, and then and Louis would be in the back, and he would go, "Yes, that's very accurate." <laughs> <laughs> Man, we could be we could be so vicious to the really shitty persistent open micers. I think if you did it one, two, three times, nobody really gave you any shit. But if you were there like night after night, week after week, month after month, never wrote a new thing and just kept, And we just kept pushing pushing yeah. your same there there was a guy, I don't remember his name, and he 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 got work too. Um I think his name was Rick something. He was from New Hampshire and he would he would have a um he would wear, you might remember him because it uh, uh, mm-hmm. might have overlapped. He wore yep. a large red sweater that was like a little too big for him, uh-huh. but not comically big. And then he would, his like first two minutes, I would say, was about this dumb sweater. His wife got him and all this. And you're like, when you, when you see it like the ninth time, like, well, don't wear the sweater. <laughs> like, stop wearing, wearing the sweater. Wear a different sweater. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. It was the same thing every time. Like, can you believe this way? <laughs> like, all right. Yes. Um, Eugene, I like to uh, wrap things up. Sure. With a question from my daughter, and yeah. um, she has this question specifically for you. I told her I was gonna. Uh, I was like, yeah, Ali's dad, and uh, I remember we went to the wedding, and mm-hmm. so I have. Uh, this is. She this is a question from Marlo to you. Mm-hmm. Um, why is soap slippery? Marlo wants to know why is soap, and she wants you to tell her why soap is slippery. <sighs> I, I swear to God, we were walking back from the playground last night. Oh, and she's like asking for real why is soap slippery? Yeah, and I said, hey, I'm, uh, uh, she knows because I get questions from her and she knows yeah. I'm doing, she doesn't know what a podcast is. She wants is. like a, Silly answer, a real answer. That totally up to you. Okay, you know, um, um, you can give her an answer. Well, that's the real silly. answer is obviously God makes it slippery, <laughs> and then the silly answer. <laughs> that's the easy. You that's just, the real one. If you, if she got, if she's got to know. I love, love that is just a, a easy way to shut your kid up because it's because of God. Yeah, like all the questions she has. God, yeah, yeah, God, yeah. I don't know. Why? God wants it. Yeah, like, exactly. Like before, it'd be like why, 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 and now you're like God, 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 God. Yeah. And then otherwise, it's probably because it got wet, I'm assuming, uh, with, like, uh, milk. I think she puts it in milk. I'm... What? Milk. Not to eat, but just, like, it's wet. It's wet. It got wet. Slippery yeah, but that, milk. I mean, I think she wants something a little more scientific than that. If you're going to go serious. Oh, uh, you, well, I think they were both, they were the two sides of the God answer. <laughs> Uh, I think oh, so you're being serious. You do think God made soap, even though soap is a man-made product. God made the soap slippery. I think the same do way you think that God the, created free will. You think this? You think the way that soap is slippery is the same way that we have free will? <laughs> is that what you're saying? I, I think I'd really like to stick with that answer. <laughs> um, yeah, because because otherwise, because here's my choice. Uh, I go like, cause it's wet and wet molecules are slippery. Like, I don't know. I don't really know. Like, other than like, it's wet and it probably starts dissolving. And then as a result, it's squishy and you keep putting it in the thing and it keeps falling in the sink. Like, I don't, I don't really have a great answer. So I'd rather, as all people lead on religion. And I go, if I can't answer that, 
it's God. That's that's your go to to a child. And then as they once they hit fifteen, I'll, I'll I switch because it's uh, ghosts. <laughs> okay, now uh, I'm not going to allow Marlo to listen to any of these until she's fifteen. So what are you? What do you have to say to fifteen year old Marlo? Hi, by the way. Yeah. Um, in answer to her question, why is soap slippery? Um, Remember, she's 15. She's 15 years old. Uh, you know, I think ghosts <laughs> give teenagers, and this is just how life works, impure thoughts. And those impure thoughts mm -hmm. uh, moisten soap. <laughs> Do you have to be near the soap or just all soap? Wherever it is, just gets if it's moistened in a, and slippery if it's in a when, a, when a teenager has... It has to be has... in a bathroom. It, it okay. won't work even in a kitchen. Oh. Yeah. So the so when soap... Soap it, is never wet in a kitchen. So when soap is slippery in a kitchen, it's yeah. because there's a teenager nearby who's having impure thoughts. In the bathroom. In a kitchen, it's, it's because of just the water. Oh, I see. There's a distinction. So in the kitchen soap needs... That's for like cleaning. Well, what's the other soap for? I don't know. The soap in the bathroom? To, I'd have to ask Marlo that. The soap in the bathroom. What is the soap in the bathroom for? That, like, uh, it's uh, just fragrance. Just to... I've been using it to clean this whole time. No. Literally, my hands, uh, my my taint, you know, all everything. Up and down. All around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what? I've thought more about what you said, and I think it's for cleaning across the board. Yeah, but the, you're. I think you made a distinction between. Uh, I think. Kitchen I think soap it's just that the. Soap. Yeah, I think the, that it's all for cleaning. Sorry, let me clarify. Okay. Soap in bathrooms mm -hmm. is slippery mm -hmm. because ghosts put impure thoughts into teenagers. Okay. Soap is wet in kitchens because solely because of cleaning. Both are used for cleaning, but the way they be that the soap becomes slippery. Not just wet, but slippery. Right, right. right. That's in a the key. bathroom. That's the key here. Is, okay, is ghost the, and I don't know if you would even say malicious because it's really just part of growing up. So I don't think the ghosts are even malicious. I think it, they're just like here's some thoughts. They're benign. They're they're benign, but they just help you discover. It's, just, it's what they and do. eventually go to art school. I would hope, or whatever, like graphic design, like something practical. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Eugene Merman, thank you so much thank you. For, uh, for being a guest on Senses Working Overtime. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me have you. You're welcome. And so it goes. And so it goes. Senses Working Overtime is a HeadGum podcast created and hosted by me, David Cross. The show is edited by Katie Skelton and engineered by Nicole Lyons with supervising producer Emma Foley. Thanks to Demi Druchin for our show art and Mark Rivers for our theme song. For more podcasts by HeadGum, visit HeadGum.com or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and maybe we'll read it on a future episode. I'm not going to do that. Thanks for listening. That was a HeadGum podcast. <laughs>